Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Introducing the greatest animated series you've never seen, Lightning Dogs. These canine commandos are lost on a post-apocalyptic Earth and battling the forces of the evil Glampire. <laughs> it's a tribute to the cartoons and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, and Nerdy Show is hell-bent on bringing it to life. Blocks sold separately. Join us as we document our quest from the moment lightning struck to every world-building session and beyond and make our crazy dream a reality. Roll with the pack at lightningdogs.com. The following episode of Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Everybody. This is Pat the Bear here with the first flame on of the year 2020 with the entire cast. Almost. It, Almost. Is, is it is it the, the entire class? Well, I mean, two of those statements are actually not completely factual because this isn't our first episode of 2020 because we put out a micro before we put out this episode, but micros are micros. Like, lying. Lying in the new year. You know, it's it is what it is. And I mean, if you're thinking in terms of just sheer number, we have a full a full room here at the Palatial Rosevere Estates. This is the end of an era. The Palatial Rosevere Estates uh, will not be the home of Flame On after this episode. It's so weird to say. It's going to be a Winnebago in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Quite possibly. The desert. Quite possibly. Because, <laughs> you know, my fat ass does real well in heat. Maybe. <laughs> Depends. I mean, I've heard it pays well. You might just end up having to run from mobsters, fake your own death. You know, I mean, there's ups and downs to every job, though. So anyway, it is our first uh, full cast recording, and it is special because there are extra people at this table that haven't been around in forever. Extra. Well, extra. Read all Bitch, I'm it. a founding member. That's right. He's, he's guacamole. That's I came so down from good. the hill to say hi, and then I will ascend <laughs> back up into the hill. 
I say extra because normally when we get these cast recordings, these roundups together, it's usually about four of us, maybe five, mm-hmm. um, because people have things and life has come up and happened and changed. Uh, we had said goodbye to Jared as a regular cast member oh, probably about two years ago. Was yeah. it really two years ago? I know. He Jesus. said that earlier and I was like, my head damn near exploded. Just yeah. <laughs> it feels like just yesterday. I'm back from the grave. <laughs> I love it. So we're already talking to these people, but let's go around the room and let's introduce uh, cast members. We've got Brian here. Hello. We have got BJ. Hey, what's up? We've got Josh. Hello. And you heard the dulcet tones of Oral just before. <laughs> back for a limited engagement. And we're welcoming Jared back to the podcasting table. Well, thank you. I just have to wait for the sun to go back down. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into anything pop culture-wise, there are some big moves coming up. Brian is going to the West Coast, the Pacific Northwest. Um, I'm going to be heading to the Midwest, find them uh, corn-fed Midwestern boys up in Chicago. Uh, Jared... You have been doing traveling and lots of fun stuff. Why don't you give us a little uh, a fill-in on what's going... A quick little synopsis of your life in the last two years. Oh, what's been going on with my life? Oh, goodness. Um, so, I've jumped around between uh, freelancing and full-time gigs uh, here and there, working for architecture firms and uh, uh, design firms here in town. But uh, uh, outside of that, I've been traveling to the West Coast a lot more. Recently, uh, going to GDC, uh, Lightbox Expo, a bunch of these uh, networking events to meet up with other artists and try to kind of build some relationships out there so I can slowly make my way out to the West Coast as well. Nice. Yeah. So there's uh, there's some possible moving in your future as well. Yes. And Oral. Yeah. Hi. Uh, Welcome hi. back for your limited engagement. Yes. Thank you. It's good to be back here at the Rosevere Estate. Um, I still have been working two jobs because that's my life. But I recently got a job in the airline industry, which will be starting shortly. So I actually don't know where I'll be. Um, but there's travel involved in your future. Yes, absolutely. Many, many times over. Mm-hmm. Every day. Yeah, one more person to get buddy passes from. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Come on, flight benefits. You, you, got, you got to get on that companion pass. That's that's what the sweet spot is. The companion is taken. <laughs> oh, Already? Golly. It's called my boyfriend. Oh. What's your man got to do with my flight benefits? <laughs> I'm tired of us having to pay for that round trip ticket from Costa Rica. Ooh. <laughs> right, that is very true. Yeah. That is very true. Well, we are glad to have you gentlemen back. Uh, we did want to do uh, a, a bullish cast recording, try to get as many of our, our compatriots back. Uh, the question is out in L.A. doing his thing and uh, just being a force over at IGN and uh, just living his dream, which is great for him. Uh, Eric Punzone, our own Jean Grey, She's been busy selling houses and just being a 
real estate mogul. Mm. She was supposed to be here, but she ain't here right now, so we can talk some shit about her Don't in a minute. Don't throw her under the bus when she's not here. I don't know. Oh, that's she, the best time to throw her under the bus. She's married to Lex Luthor, so she probably just got caught up in some... I thought uh, she was married plan. to Batman. I think some family has come in. Have you ever seen a picture of his husband side by side with the Superman animated series Lex Luthor? Uh, 100%. Oh, I mean, Sally I could see Sally. that. Yeah. But I, th- I thought they called him Batman, though. We did, until we saw that picture, <laughs> and... He got that new job where he instills fear in the hearts of everyone he employs. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes, makes very much sense. I don't get these memos. Y'all are going to, like, vegan restaurants and having dinner dates. You don't like vegetables. I don't, but wait a minute. I, wait, I wait, can wait, go wait. for the company. Who went to a vegan restaurant? What? They go all the time. I see them yes, check sir. in. Fucking we, we go all the time. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, All the time. I mean, I see Jared at the gym, even though he doesn't recognize me, and I'm just waving like a maniac from the corner. That's always fun. <laughs> but staring not, at me like, what is wrong? With I know you're there. I'm just not going <laughs> to you. You are a maniac who's probably you will waving. not ignore me. You will see me. Uh, so Eric was going to be here. Uh, we uh, He may have had a, uh, a telepathic detour that he needed to take. Oh, God. Oh God, that is so accurate right? and scary. <laughs> Even down to the pocket square. Even down to the pocket <laughs> square. I he need, had to know what he was doing. I he need had you to, to send go. me that picture. We need to post it on the Flame on. Uh, oh, that's wonderful. The Flame on social media. Oh, that's phenomenal. And then uh, our other Eric with a K, Mister Mater, is uh, currently. Uh, he probably isn't. He? Oh no, it's uh, he might be getting ready to hop on a plane and uh, fly back from the Midwest, uh, Minnesota. Is, be a visiting family. He's no, he's curling. curling. Yeah. Oh, my oh. curl. My curling family went away without me. Oh, the big Whomp. spiel. Yeah, it's okay. So he'll be back later tonight, but we needed to get this uh, this last hurrah in at our palatial studios. As we're all crammed into this one room Roll, together. Oh, <laughs> please. Another another mimosa. Girl. What? Can I, let me pretend. Y'all leaving. Y'all leaving. Y'all leaving me with Josh. Y'all leaving with Josh. Like. Rude. I know, seriously. That's <laughs> really rude. I am literally right next to you. Accurate. Accurate, but rude. Yep. <laughs> Listen. I mean. I mean, I'll be able to take keep tabs on Oral because it's a very possible my sister might be his instructor. So shh, shh. <laughs> remember, now that I've got it, I've got to be on the shh. <laughs> I've got to be on the shh. Is she going to be looking for for the comic book D's? Uh, uh, <laughs> no. I don't know. I always I always tell my sister I talk shit about her on the podcast, so she'll listen to us and give us a review. But she don't listen to me. Uh, Gail, on the other hand, has listened to a couple episodes. So oh, love you, Mom. Gail. <laughs> uh, so, real quick, uh, for the three of us that are at the table that made resolutions this time last year, I believe you guys both had a very similar one with playing more video games and expanding outside of the your normal niche. Wow. Aim big. I was yeah. like, all, basically all three of you, including Mr. Mater, were all like, we're going to play more video games. Oh, well, 100%, I met that goal. <laughs> I would say I met that goal pretty recently as well. So Recently? You dove like, headfirst and web-slinger first, uh, oh, web-shooter yeah, no. first into Spider-Man. Since, since, since Spider-Man, it's just been game, game, game. There you go. <clears throat> and my resolution was to read a book. 
and I completed that. Good Woo! job. What I book was book. it? Because reading is what? Fundamental. I read Gay Bash by uh, David J. Collins. It is a fictional, uh, an LGBT fictional story set in uh, in and around the Boys Town area of Chicago. And now I made sure not to pack. I bought his uh, new or newish LGBT horror novel, which is uh, planned to be the first of three books set in this world. And it's in the Andersonville area of Chicago. It's set in called Summerdale. So I told him that I, I kept that book out so that way when I move out of uh, the palatial estates here, I'll have something to do because the Wi-Fi is spotty over at the garden. So <laughs> I'm going to need a book. Um, is, switch. is it a horror story because there's an outbreak of hepatitis A? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it closes down Hamburger Mary's and Ebor? Oh, oh, that's a different horror story. My bad, my bad. Anywho, so that was a quick little recap of our where we stand. And I think Eric played more video games outside of his World of Warcraft. He did. He did. I did. He pick up Final Fantasy. Um. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. I think I think Final <laughs> Fantasy was still was still within. He wanted to try to go outside of the um, the MMO MMO genre. Yeah. What is it? MMORPG. Yes. yes. Yeah. But I think he I think he picked up a couple of extra um, like platformers or or games like that. So I think he did well too. So I still have a Final Fantasy fourteen account that I have yet to deactivate. <gasps> really? Yeah. You've been paying for it this whole time. Yeah. I mean, I've just been taking fifteen bucks out of my. I've done it's like that. Me with the gym. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I just canceled the Star Wars Old Republic like this this time last year, and I. That's still going. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and it's back. Actually, it's popular again because of the movies. Oh god, you know, I'll be Baby Yoda's now. Okay. Um. Yeah, you should play fourteen. I recently found out RuneScape is still around. What's that? <laughs> 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 Do you want to elaborate? I guess nobody knows about that one. I know. I know about RuneScape. Oh, okay. (laughs) Jared just didn't want to chime in about it. He's like, "Mm -hmm, sure. I saw someone at work uh, logging into their account, and I saw it had like a little bit of an interface update. But I was like, is that RuneScape? And they're like, yeah. I was like, how is that still alive? Why are they logging into it at work? Can you be like, bitch? Can you do some work so that way I'm not here until right? Please every fucking hour of the night. (laughs) So that way you don't have to miss trivia. We we bombed because you weren't there. We were in fourth place by one point. And and was it a question that I probably could have answered? Probably not. But anywho, <laughs> it didn't matter. Uh, so we are here as we are every month to discuss the things in pop culture that are tickling our fancy, that we are finding entertaining, that uh, we just are are enjoying. So. Let us start with, I'm going to go with Josh to start us off. Oh, such an honor. Because <laughs> I'm excited just to talk about shirtless scenes in this. So why don't you take it away? What's our first topic? Alrighty. So the first topic is going to be The Witcher, the new Netflix series. Ooh. <laughs> so I only heard of The Witcher from like a PlayStation 3 game, I think, an Xbox um, but I've never had an interest to play it, and then they made this show. Uh, I've recently learned that it is not uh, based on the games, but instead there are books that I did not know existed. Three books, three games, right? 
So, well, apparently the games and the books are, ha- are completely separate. They're not canon. Oh, no, no, I know. I'm just saying there's three books, oh, and then oh, there's also three so. games. Yeah. Well, I think there might be more than three books. Also, there was a television series that was produced prior to this as well. Oh. oh really? There? Yes. What? When was that? Um, oh. I don't know the exact date, but it was like 2000. Oh, wow. 20. Huh, I wonder what that's like. I, I never watched it. Interesting. <laughs> so the books were written by... Andrzej Zaprowski? I don't know if... I'm sure that is the exact pronunciation. I listen, listen. <laughs> I, I'm just reading. Zap, Zapow, oh, Zapkowski. Kelly so, Zapkowski? Zapkowski? I loved her on Say by the Bell. <laughs> I can't tell you how many books there are because I'm just looking at the, uh, the Google. So, yeah. So, there's books. Oh, Polish. Oh, it was Polish. Interesting. I did not know that. That <laughs> sounded Polish. <laughs> with the pronunciation with the yes anyways so yes uh first season uh off to a very subtly slow start in the first couple episodes um but the thing that i like is that the the stories are not linear um so it it does take you actually have to pay attention to it but once you kind of uh, i think about midway i kind of started to think that the the timeline wasn't linear yeah, it's um yeah, uh, apparently the the first season is based off of two short stories, which is like a compilation. Um, so well, Last Wish and Sword of Destiny. Yes. <clears throat> so uh, there's a lot of talk that the second season is going to be more linear and actually based on the full-length novels. Interesting. Yeah, I heard that it's like three separate timeline stories that all eventually converge. Yeah. But one starts like... 90 years in the past one's like 60 or like 30 years and like present somebody posted on facebook and they were like i don't know if this is going to help anybody yeah i think it's about 50 ish years but yeah this story starts at this point this story starts at this point this is this a key moment in i think the third episode where you realize this because there's a character who is an adult in one of the stories that's interconnected Mm -hmm. and then a child in the other story and there it's very specific name i forgot what it's like it's a king anyway once you realize that you're like if you're paying attention, if you're not, if you're like casually watching it, you could miss that. But then I think the next episode with the um, the kingdom in the first, like it's like really clear. Oh yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Because like people who died like are suddenly back. And right. Like, oh okay. Yeah. So it's it. I watched the first five, so I've met. I'm I'm at the point where two of the main characters have you know met each other. Let's put that in quotes. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. So the first few are rough, only because I think from a storytelling perspective they don't give you a lot to work with. They just dump you into the world and you're on your own. And that's really confusing. And the other thing is the subtitles for the show, even though it's all in English and mostly without accent, some like, you know, English or whatever accents, but like, it can be hard to understand what they're saying. Well, you watch, you watch with subtitles. Yeah. I, I eventually changed two subtitles because it made it easier for me to like, keep up with what's going oh, on. I didn't use that at all. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So Geralt says fuck in a delightfully guttural way. But other than that, some of the other characters, they, they think they're rattling off exposition. And you're like, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. What's going on? I'm so lost. So uh, uh, the thing I'm getting from a lot of people is just the fact that this isn't like one thing you just leave on the background. 100%. You, no. you actually watch it to watch it. You don't, it, This isn't like, you know, what, uh, what is that? Uh, nailed it. You can't, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, you have to actually pay attention. Like Game of Thrones kind of in that yeah. sense. There's just a lot of uh, world building. I casually watched that. So when things <laughs> happened, I was like, and what? 
No. <laughs> uh, all right, let's just keep moving. And there's yeah. a lot to be like said in the visuals too. There's a lot of visual keys. Yes, because uh, it stars Henry Cavill, and uh, you have I, to look all the time. I was going to say I've heard his shirt comes off a lot, but not pants, as much as I would like. His pants but... don't come off at that you see at all, which yeah. is very disappointing. Very disappointing. Womp womp. Hurt me, hurt me. Netflix. But the pants stay on. Season two goals. My question happen. is. Can male sorcerers be enchanted? Because why not? Why not? I don't want to be enchanted. You're already going to live. Oh, never mind. I'm, that's a spoiler. But that's what I want. <laughs> I want to walk into that man's office. I'm like, look, I need you to fix this. It's good, oh. but it could be better. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Do you want to walk into the office first, first and get enchanted? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I just throw a random RuPaul thing in here? I watched a video and it had Dita Ritz in it. And apropos of nothing, of course. <laughs> and oh my God, have you seen Dita lately? She looks amazing. She has gotten like a complete, I don't know what, what I she's saw doing. Dita I was very impressed. At, in New York. I mean, Wait, she, look, she it, looks yeah. sickening. Is she amazing? Yeah. Okay. Had, just, oh my God. She had, oh, I, did I give you that headshot? Oral? No. Oh, I got, oh, fuck. I might have to mail it. I think I got you a headshot. Yay. She was. It's gorgeous. It was giving me such like Janelle Monae. Mm-hmm. Like it was. Oh my god! I gotta. I, I, everything is packed right now. So that's fine. <laughs> I'll find it and I'll put it in a little bubble mailer and send it to you. <laughs> Dita is fantastic, and I, I'm going to be up in Chicago, so I'm going to go see her. Oh, she out of Chicago. Yep. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Um. So back to The Witcher. <laughs> now that we've done our RuPaul side. Uh, so you like it overall, Josh, right? Uh, yes. And uh, again, like Star Wars, maybe this is going to be a podcast divided for those who have actually watched it, but I think it's a lot better than Game of Thrones. Well, in what way? Like, why? So What season? Yeah, and what All season of them. Oh, is that is they... incorrect. <laughs> so here's why. <laughs> and coming from a person who watched Game of Thrones literally from the first season all the way to the very end. Like, I finished season eight maybe a few days after the last episode had aired. So I am a uh, one who likes character development and I like to attach to characters. You cannot do that with Game of Thrones. Yes, you can. Not really. There, I mean, especially I mean, some of them you can. Some of them, yes. <laughs> there are a whole... But as a whole, it's like you, you never know, right? And then you're too afraid to get attached with the way that the whole show starts. Who hurt you? Bodies are dropping like flies. Who oh, hurt you? That George R. R. Martin. <laughs> I was going to say, right? there we go. He's, he, maybe that's his first... Like, we've all, like, watched... Do you watch... You, you don't watch Doctor Who, do you, Josh? Uh, I've started some of it. Well, like where where maybe he's done, that's his first show where he's had to not get attached to certain oh, characters. Oh, okay, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his first. His wait, it, who who are the who are the three? It's Moffat, George R. R. Martin, and is it Whedon? Yes. Yes. Okay, those, those are the are three the, that like you just can't. Yeah. As soon as you love somebody, they're dead. See what 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 or, did it for me was that the end of that one season ending of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where I'm just like, but what, wait, why are they? Why is there a headstone? Why are they Why are they moving back from it? I don't I don't understand. There's another season. It's called Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Not this dead bitch in the ground. <laughs> what What is going on? And it was it, when you have moments like that in television, it's very hard to reattach yourself to certain characters. Here after. lies Buffy Summers. She saved the world a lot, a lot. So, who? Everybody else? I'm assuming I'm the only one that has not seen The Witcher at this table. Uh, I've only watched like the first three episodes. I've watched it in its entirety. Same. 
and I think by the end you like it more, right? Is that the consensus? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the beginning is where they just you just don't. You know just got to push start. through the, like the first yeah. two episodes, I think, and then after Jennifer that, Jennifer is my favorite, one hundred percent. Like I think that's what made the show come alive because you know, but Gerald's fine. Like I get it. I like the the bard. That's that's cute. Who I forgot who was saying it, but the whole the the comedy elements in the show mm-hmm. remind them of another show from the nineties. Oh, oh yeah. The takeaway I had from that was that uh, The Witcher reminds me a lot of Hercules and Xena from the 90s. Yes. <laughs> Which I am mad at. Yeah, it's 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 nice to have like an adventure show where I'm not you know being bombarded with um, uh, just horror. The gravitas of, of like Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. Horror in a like like yeah the I like gravitas yeah. My favorite is Frangilla. I am Frangilla. <laughs> Wait, have I a cold, a cold bitch? <laughs> Which one? She was, was that her instructor? No, uh, no, that was the um... Tasea is her instructor. Tasea, yeah, yeah. Tasea is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Frangilla is because we're going to stick to the early episodes. She is the first person to lift the stone, and then her hand shrivels. Oh yeah, I'm Frangilla. Oh, all right. <laughs> you were one hundred percent correct. Ah! <laughs> I, I was like, something about this reminds me of someone, and now you <laughs> knocked. Yep, yep. Paul brought it to my attention. I'm like, why am I Frangilla? And he's like, just wait. And I saw it. I'm like, oh, I I am Frangilla. Oh, <laughs> my favorite's Frangilla. Go. It's far too sweet for me. <laughs> I like it mixed with certain other liqueurs for delicious shots. So that is uh, The Witcher on Netflix, our first topic of this month's roundup. Uh, Jared, as a special guest, I feel like I'm at the Footlight Players show (laughs) at this time. Please let me welcome our very special guest for this episode. Jared! (sighs) Why are you all breathing on my face? (laughs) Because you like it? This is true. What's your what's your topic, Jared? Not to to turn Netflix into like a bandwagon for this specific recording, but like I've I've been really impressed with Netflix as being a platform for a lot of uh, animation uh, content, both for uh, general audiences and for adult audiences as well. So like you have uh, um, uh, Voltron, uh, Dragon Prince, um, and then you have stuff like uh, Love, Death, and Robots, um, and I think it's MFKZ that I just watched recently. Um, so these are some great like uh, animated content. Is it Mary Fuck Kill Zombies? I don't know why Z is. I automatically went to zombies for. <laughs> I also like how the Netflix wallpaper is in the background on the TV, yes. going through all the Netflix originals. But anyways, like I, I, I really appreciate that uh, in, in this this sea of content saturation that we have we could still find these tiny little islands of, of satisfaction at, at least for me absolutely especially in a world dominated by unscripted reality which yeah. i'll get to later on for my netflix portion of this <laughs> <laughs> so you do a lot of drawing your resident guy tunist yes 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 so like what are what are some of the things like in these these animation styles that speak to you? It's, um, I, I can't really put my finger on it. It's just, it's, it's, um, it's not like, I want to say like it's high art versus low art, but, uh, it's, it's like that, 
that art from the street, it, it, it speaks from, uh, uh, I wouldn't say like, a, it's it's like heavy metal. Like, you, you ever watch the animated heavy metal? No. No? I, mean, I was listening to Sammy Hagar today at the store. Oh, nice, nice. Um, but it's just like, uh, like, pulpy, uh, you know, not too much, uh, I don't want to say like too much cerebral content that goes on it's just like it's it's a you know it's a fun story it's a popcorn flick uh, kind of stuff where it's just like seeing more and more of that stuff available online now has been really uh, beneficial for me just to see like you know people are pushing the, the visual envelope um yeah, I'm trying to think where else I'm going with that like for the but for like the general audience stuff like uh, you know you're looking at um, uh, Voltron and uh, Dragon Prince like uh, it's it's great to see that content available now, and especially with a lot of the queer um, characters that have been introduced into these animated shows, it's it's really like reassuring and, and kind to see like stuff that uh, I had wanted when I was younger to see like that representation available now. Well, and it's also there's just the like the different types of animation. It yeah. is like a it is like just like Netflix alone the the number of animated shows and then the the variance of different styles like if you like a more kind of poppy anime type style there's a show if you like more serious animation like um uh, cg there's a show for that if you like anthologies there's a there's an animated anthology you you literally got your pick of any type of animation you like visually yeah and uh, what was it the berserk movies were also released on, on oh you're right yeah 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 wasn't didn't they also release another season? I think they even continued a season. Uh, I, I haven't kept up with, with that. Well. So, with your continually developing style, uh-huh. what would be? What is? I know you mentioned a, a ton of them, so I feel like I feel like I'm going back to the well. No worries, no worries, yeah. But if you if you were to pick one, that's kind of like really pushing you right the second like which one would be like the top of your in, like kind of inspiration or motivation I, I i appreciated love death and robots just because it had such a, a plethora of art teams that helped develop it um some were great some were um, uh lacking um but like overall they were just it was just great to see that that content available and then uh, given its success, it sounds like there's going to be more in, in the future. Very nice. Yeah. Awesome. So, Jared highly, highly recommends the animation through Netflix. And there's, you know, it, it's great to see some of the, even from just a content standpoint, like we've talked about She-Ra before and like the... Well, yeah, that was, that was another one. Yeah, the LGBT content and how a lot of this is being pushed forward to be better representation of just the world yeah. for the kids today. You know, I, I hate saying it because I, I sound so fucking old if I say it that way. But when when we were younger, we didn't have that type of yeah. um, just it, having stuff out there that made it okay to like just talk about or to to have these types of thoughts and feelings where it was always just pushed into a certain direction. I will say when I'm watching, when I've been powering through Dragon Prince and like, cause I'm watching the, the, the show throughout and like, is everybody fucking gay in this show? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
The answer is yes. <laughs> but it's nice because then you've got you've got your one straight couple vice to season three, and you're like, that's that's true. You yeah. two are weird. Yes, but then like also seeing like uh, hairstyles that I think would start dating the show, uh, unfortunately. But it's it's still you know, at least nice to see. That's awesome. I love it. So, animation coming out of Netflix is tickling Jared's fancy at the moment. Well, yes, and I also got to see the Netflix building when I was in L.A. Ooh, tell us about that. Uh, it's nothing really fancy. Oh. To see. <laughs> oh. I'm like, aren't they in debt like, a, like a, a couple million dollars, or like many millions of dollars? So It's just a gray office building that's yeah. like a couple stories tall. And is that it's a big Netflix, on the side? It just has a giant Netflix on the... Does it make the sound when you like go close? <laughs> boom, boom. Oh my god, when the door's open. Right, when the door's open. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. And then you just get to the elevator and it's like, skip, recap. You just end up on the floor and you're like, I'm here. Who knew? Uh, I I, I, uh, I love and I hate that when it, because when you watch a couple episodes and it just automatically skips right into it. Yeah. But I, this this sounds like a great like experience, like experience design kind of thing. Right. So maybe you should just get on that. Yes. Well, I'm going to try to figure this out. I'm not talented at that at all. I was watching uh, episodes of something the other day, and it it kept on experiencing an issue, a technical issue, when I was watching, and it was uh, it wouldn't actually continue playing, and I always had to go back in and like start the next episode, and then it was always like previously on. I wasn't even doing that, but like I had to sit there and do the. Like skip recap and do all, I'm like God damn it! I think oh I was watching you season two that's what it was and I was like it would get to the end of the episode and it would do the whole like next episode in ten and then it would be like previously on you well no then it would be like we've experienced an error we can't play this right now God I have to hit play for the next one and it worked it's not like Netflix was having an issue where it was down I have to push a button <sighs> like a poor. <laughs> Like a poor like person. Like a poor. I mean, we are at the palatial estates, really. Why am I pushing buttons? <laughs> but, yeah, so. Netflix. Netflix building. Netflix animation. Netflix, Netflixy Netflix. I have a Netflix thing, but I'm going to wait on my topic. <laughs> Let's go away from Netflix. They did not sponsor this podcast. <laughs> so we will go to Brian for his uh, topic of the month. But if if you would like to sponsor us, Netflix. By uh, all means, we'll take we it. We are all open. Money. We are open. Oh, BJ is always open. I mean, they have that is it is known. Yeah. What the bathroom wall say? It is They're a known fact that a woman do carry a purse at dinner time. I distinctly remember us being like that song was meh, but we referenced that song more than any other song on this podcast. <laughs> You know, it happens. It's still a mess song, but I love Bob. I just watched Suspiciously Large Woman again the other night. It's such a good, such a good show. Anyway, back to Brian and your for, and your topic for the for this month. So when some of us here started this show, Flame On, what you what we have maybe gone away from in time is a certain section we talked about comic books. <laughs> Not not always. So we talked about the X Men a couple weeks ago. So we do dip back occasionally. But what I love about this segment, of course, is this is usually when Jared Jared tunes out. <laughs> Jared's gonna take a nap real quick. Yeah. 
We'll wake you up at the end, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> He's thinking of like the Three's Company theme. Yeah. So I just I just thought about that as I was getting ready to talk. I was like, oh, I should get a beverage. You'll be waiting. <laughs> Didn't I? Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, well, by all means. So, but I He's am parched. happy. He needs he needs some more beverage. I, I am happy that here with me to discuss this uh, uh, the Doomsday Clock. Is it not? It's not the Doomsday. Doomsday Clock. The Doomsday Clock. Uh, from DC uh, is Oral, who ha- also has read it, and I think we're the only two. Mm. Pat, you never read it. Nope. And then you guys, no. no. But I finally watched Watchmen. Good. I finally watched it. Well, and it is related because both are sequels to the Watchmen. Watchmen. God, I keep putting the in front of like an old person. Um, it is related to as sequels to the Watch Watchmen from Alan Moore and um, my brain stopped working. Fallen. What? Who did the art? The Watchmen, the original. Frank? No, the original. I mean, oh. he's the only guy credited now because, you know, Alan Moore pulled it off. Anyway, we'll come back to that. So, to talk about Doomsday Clock, it is related to Watchmen on HBO because both have picked up these pieces Alan Moore kind of laid out and have remixed them in their own way. But what's unique about Doomsday Clock is it is tying it into the DC comic book continuity. So, um, if you are familiar with Watchmen, you will enjoy Doomsday Clock because you will get the sort of sequel of sorts, but not in the same way that Doom, that uh, you know HBO's did. So, uh, it was Dave Gibbons as the artist. You. Yeah, my brain just went with done. John Higgins as the colorist. There we go. Um, so the Doomsday Clock is not uh, obviously Alan Moore is done with comics. He's gone off into his towers, and he's never to be seen in this plane again. But until um, he shows up like the summer equinox <laughs> and does a new weird random issue with Avatar or something. Yeah. Demons. Well, yeah. Or they summon him because that's the whole thing with his snake puppet thing. It's like, who's the who's controlling who here? Uh, snake puppet. Oh, yeah. Read about Alan Moore and his snake puppet. God, it's mm. great. It's good stuff. Um, it's also sort of tongue in cheek. But so Doomsday Clock was done by uh, Jeff Johns. One of the architects of the DC universe, although less so these days, um, with Gary Frank. Yes. But in a style that is both very beautifully Gary Frank style, also sort of aping uh, Dave Gibbons' uh, style. And definitely with that whole nine panel grid, which if you just imagine like a tic-tac-toe board with panels, that's, 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 what, the, that's what it is. Which Watchmen did. There he is. What, what was the, puppets, the puppet god's name? It's uh, Glycon. That's it. There's actually a comic book. Sounds juicy. That I should pull out if anyone is interested in reading about it. It's when Alan Moore did the Avatar God is Dead. Yeah. Do you have that? Did you read it? I I want to read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before you leave, we got to go find it. It's buried among 21 long boxes, but you know. There's a Wired article from uh, 2006. It's titled Alan Moore, Acolyte of Glycon. It's fantastic. So, so. so Sorry, I got really distracted by. It is essentially Jeff John's sort of love letter to DC and an attempt to sort of write the continuity after New 52, which if you're not familiar, New 52 is when DC said, fuck all this legacy. We're going to start over, shake up the ant farm. We're still going to keep our iconic characters, but like contemporize them. Now, Brian, isn't there a Flame Island episode where we actually talked about the New 52? Undoubtedly. In fact, there's probably (laughs) several, but they're buried in this. I don't even know what platform they're on anymore. Uh, I believe Spotify has. The Spotify it didn't go all the way back. I don't think. 
I think it went pretty far back. I have no so idea. Is, is there a crazy enough fan for Flame On that actually like knows what each each uh, episode? Ron, Ron, <laughs> Ron, you listening? Ron, Ron, who is not a Patreon subscriber? Whoa, Ron, just calling you. Where's? Out, Ron. I, do I need to reach out to Ron? We love you, Ron, Ron. but I'm just saying. Um, but yes, if you think go way all back. the things he could make us do if he was a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> way up high. Oh, anyway. Um, so, so Oral, what did you think of Doomsday Clock now that I've kind of butchered its premise and set it up? Um, Doomsday Clock, it is a treatise on what happens when you lose your heroes or meet your heroes. It was incredibly delayed. Yeah. It was supposed to last a year. It lasted 25 months. In between that, Watchmen on HBO had been announced, went into pre-production, went into production, went into (laughs) post-production, came out on time, every week, ended, and then the week after Watchmen ended, Doomsday Clock finally finished. (laughs) I think it would have better served the test of time had it been one on time and two not as dense as they wanted because now you know two years later are you still really interested yeah i had a hard time in between issues going back and going wait what what happened now like there's this mime character who wait what like it really was mr mime is in there no well maybe he's called mr mime i actually don't even know what he's called mime and marionette that's it well there you go mr Mr. rhyme that's the british version I don't think I don't think it's a a bad series. Oh no, I loved it. I really uh I enjoyed it at the very end especially that last episode. That's where I think Johns gets to really basically he makes the point that Superman is the linchpin of DC heroes. And it's a lovely like realization in even Dr. Manhattan's uh situation like where he realizes that this is critical. Superman is critical to DC. Mm. And so any incarnation of DC's universe, and he kind of like, he does this thing. Jeff John likes to like throw stuff in for the future. Whether or not he writes it or not, he puts these seeds out there. And he does that. And he sort of extrapolates and shows how DC's universe is what's called like the meta. The yeah, meta we were universe, in the metaverse. The metaverse. And every time the metaverse is reshaped, it's reshaped around Superman. And then that then reshapes the entire multiverse around him, which is true. I mean, that's how DC does sort of, you know, figure this out is they always have to play Superman. They always have to figure out, you know, who, who finds them. Are they alive or dead? I mean, it it does sort of have ripples. And so is that's going to be wearing underwear over his pants. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. So all of that is what Jeff Johns, I think, was trying to drive to and using Alan Moore's very bleak sort of deconstruction of superheroes as a contrast or a foil to um, DC's like more upbeat, positive Superman centric uh, continuity and, and legacy. So it's, it works out well. I mean, I, I do think that maybe people who expected something more exciting in the end were, were disappointed because it does just kind of like resolve. It doesn't like, there is no epic, epic finale. It kind of just, you know, it goes away. It resolves. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I think people who read it, in a, in a in a single volume will will Two. enjoy it, but people who have been waiting for it for twenty five months, it's a little it was a little frustrating. So, 
Anyway, if you're a fan of Watchmen or DC, both, you can jump in and like the Watchmen stuff, you can kind of get up to speed quickly. Um, and also, don't worry about where it fits in continuity, because I guess it's going to sort of make sense maybe soon, is the is the rumor. As of right now, it doesn't matter. Right. It's sort of Elseworldsy. Don't think about it too much. But uh, And the art's beautiful. We, I, I haven't talked about Gary Frank enough, but I mean, anytime he puts stuff out, which is relatively infrequently, but he's done work with Jeff Johns before. Done Superman actually or action, uh, his art's just gorgeous. He's got such a great style. It's a little rough and sketchy at times, but in a really cool and visceral and exciting way. So, I highly recommend it. Doomsday Clock only took twenty five months for it to finally strike midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Because you're hot. Oh, no. (laughs) On life. Yeah, on life. Told that relaxer. Yep. Seeped into his brain. Oh. I did burn my scalp a little bit on on the right side. I'm not going to lie. Put a little bit bit heavy on the right side. And it's like right up there it is. Yeah, (laughs) right there. Wait a minute. When you do this, <laughs> is it like a chemical thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, a so chemical. You burned thing. it with a chemical. Girl, oh, yeah. what do you think a perm is? Well, I, <laughs> when he said burn, I just thought like heater burn. Like no, a, he's not using a hot. Well, that's, that's why I was confused. Oh no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, no. This was this was industrial mixing and chemistry was involved. Damn. If you are enjoying this or any of the other. Entertainment, I guess we'll call it. Taintertainment. <laughs> on the flame on a feed on any of our social media. Then uh, if you are not following us on social media, head on over to flameonshow.com and uh, scroll down to the bottom. We can follow us on quite a few different social media platforms. Sometimes we update more of those platforms than others. Sometimes... There's raptor fights happening in the middle of a, of a podcast recording. <laughs> fucking new. Uh, <laughs> but go and uh, go follow us on social media. We love to uh, interact and hear from our listeners out there. And uh, we've had some articles that have been posted that have generated some discussion on Facebook. And uh, we enjoy those kind of interactions with you all out there. So go and uh, take a look and follow us. And if you would like to help continue to support and uh, sponsor us in a way it's like cue sarah mclaughlin music now if you we are listener funded entertainment and uh we love doing this um but we also could use some help from you all out there we have some great patreon uh subscribers out there right now but you too yes you no i'm not talking to the person in the back of the car talking to you you can go and subscribe to our patreon at patreon.com forward slash flame on show or if you're a Race Chaser fan, Patreon. He's talking to you, Ron. This was all for you. It's all for you. We can see you. You can join at any one of the four levels that we have. And uh, there is great bonus content that you can access as soon as you become a Patreon subscriber. And more coming. Uh, not every day, but uh, throughout the course of the month, we put up new stuff. And there's some great little uh, text tones that you can use. <laughs> We love to have Eric uh, repeat fun sounds that he makes on the show and then we put them up there for y'all to download. It's good times. So that is patreon.com forward slash flame on show. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right. This isn't a round two. It's so weird. We're having so many people at the table. We just decided to do one topic, and uh, we just we still have more topics to talk about. Too many cooks. although it is a little awkward because it's almost like a a half circle and everybody's just pointed at me (laughs) well you are doing a lot of the steering yeah and heavy lifting i mean i do feel like i'm in a how does your back feel right uh girl i'm fat it's always hurt she's the director the writer the editor and ceo a flame on incorporated. How does she find the time? Single mom. Trust on Supreme. <laughs> With tiny hints of crack cocaine. Oral. Right. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm delightful. Good to see you. It's good to see you too. Not that I don't see you every week, but you know. <laughs> I know. I was so sad I missed you this week. You didn't text me back to tell me that you weren't in yeah, during I, the day. I was in uh, in the middle of things. I know. Well, things. We won't name names. It's fine. No, I know. I know. You got all all this great stuff happening right now. Uh, but welcome back to the table of discussions. It's good to be back. What would you like to discuss that is tickling your fancy in the world of pop culture right now? I am ready for the return of Star Trek with with star trek picard i have been waiting for this since the end of voyager the future of star trek um discovery grew on me i do really really love it that's coming back as well and actually both series are giving me what i want which is the future of star trek uh i think i've never really been a huge fan of the recent movies i don't think they're bad they just don't feel like star trek to me they deserve to exist i'm sorry deserve to exist but i I don't really find them entertaining i don't really find them thrilling so getting you know sir patrick stewart back getting jerry ryan which i screamed when i saw her in that trailer i screamed at work by myself (laughs) The only thing better if she had been like Naomi Wildman. No, no. Come, come to the, no. God, no, no, oh. no. Every time they, the only kid I've ever, the only two kids I've ever really liked on Star Trek are Icheb on Voyager because he's cute. Oh, uh, and the other one You're would not be say Will Wheaton? yeah, and oh, Will Wheaton. Okay, okay, it felt like you were. Oh, uh, cr- oh, is it Crusher? I can't remember. His, you know, I don't, I don't dislike Jake and Nog. Wesley. Yeah, no, no, they they had their moments. Mm-hmm. Yes, but 
having that, my friend and I are going to get together. We're going to have a Picard watch party. It's just the two of us. I'll be drinking. He'll be drinking. It's everything I could have ever wanted. Are you, are you going to be drinking Earl Grey and, uh, <laughs> and red wine? With whiskey in it. Okay, I, I was thinking about buying the wine. No. <laughs> Wait, Earl Grey and Bacardi? No, I'm just Picard. Oh, uh, there it is. Uh, we missed it. Damn, damn daddy joke. Uh, but yeah, I, I've been rewatching DS9, but I got to the point where it's the really racially charged one, and I just haven't been able to bring myself to watch it by myself in the dead of night, because uh, it's going to destroy me. I picked up mid-season of Voyager, and they just built the De- uh, Delta Flyer. And I'm not watching Voyager in any particular order. I'm just really trying to steep myself back into the universe that is Star Trek. I think that's a good way to do it. I mean, so we've all seen the trailer, those of us who are more Trek-oriented. Yup. Like, I think the production looks really good. And I've been reading the interviews that Picard's, or uh, Picard, Patrick Stewart's been doing. And what it definitely sounds like is this is not a Next Generation sequel at the very least, in the sense that it's not preserving that status quo of, oh, the next generation is perfect. The Starfleet model in the universe is harmonious and everything's great. No. Stewart even said, he's like, I wouldn't want to do that in this current climate. Like, this needs to be relevant to today. And today is far from that. Let's make, let's mix it up. Let's do something interesting. Let's have an, an adventure, but in a socio-political climate that's unstable. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Well, I mean, they've hinted at that, like, they've hinted that Starfleet ain't exactly, like, kisses and sunshine throughout. They, they've hinted at that just about every Star Trek series from, like, New Generation on. Yeah, they always play with the idea that there are rogue elements, but they always yeah. I- adhere to the, the, the Starfleet ideals. The status quo. And what they're really saying, and Discovery does it, I think, more than any other show, those ideals aren't necessarily, like amazing like there's good stuff there but it's not perfect ds9 does it yeah ds9 does it no one i don't think anybody up until this point can touch what ds9 did and show them at war and the rogue elements of starfleet what you're willing to uh, to do to protect unity it's pretty underhanded Uh, i've also been listening to another podcast the greatest generation which is a a star trek podcast it's super popular it's been around for years, and I've been going through episode by episode. I think I'm on episode 120. We're in the next generation, and then after that, they moved to DS9. So I've slowly been going through that. How long are each of those episodes? It depends. Some of them are like 50 minutes. Some of them are a little over an hour, and they they do two a week. So wow. I've got tons. Wow. Okay. I wish other podcast that we're going episode by episode of <laughs> shows go a little quicker are you mad about that podcast that didn't finish season two of the secret world of alex mack <laughs> damn. still waiting for them to come back from break oh like that that live episode at gay days oh we'll be, we're gonna take a break we'll be back oh next episode oh <laughs> oh sorry we were drunk <laughs> very drunk uh, oh i know trust drank. me i was All there every of us night we're drunk uh <laughs> some of us we don't even know what happened to them they still haven't shown back up i never hooked up with anybody that day and that's my saving grace 
Were you there during that? Yeah. During the, during the gay days? I was doing What's interviews. That? I was going to oh, say, that's yeah. that's right. Yeah. Oh. oh. That was that was a good gay days. Anyhow. I think it was the last good gay days, no, honestly. Oh, side note. I went to my first gay days pool party. They had moved the 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 time of year for oh. gay days, so I oh. went to that pool party. But it was my first one. Uh-huh. And I wasn't even as thin as I am now. And I was very comfortable okay which pool party did you go to though it was one of the night ones. Oh, okay how many people were there um 312 uh, 14 87 i'd say like 140 okay. around that pool everyone's drinking having a good time so i was very proud of myself because i swore up and down i'd never go until i felt comfortable and then i got dragged what i got dragged what the fuck my friends dragged me to uh, it. Well, oh, you got dragged? I thought you were there oh, and you got dragged. Somebody, like, no. you. somebody was oh, like, okay. okay. Drag her. No. All right. <laughs> oh, good for you. You had a good time then? I did. I did. Oh, that's nice. You know, this 150-pound body can't just sit idly by. <gasps> Another thing. Do you remember that night Pandora Box was at Parliament mm-hmm. and uh, she, in a state, gave me a a tank top? Yes. Okay, you know that was like four plus years ago. Yes, I know, because I just threw mine out. Okay. <laughs> I I literally just did. I have never been able to wear it. I've never been able to fit into it. Oh. I did last night for the first time. Oh, very good. Congratulations. Oh, that always feels good. It's probably where I got this hypothermia. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Pandora Olivia Box. Yeah, so that's me. Well... All right, so, but before we go any further, there's one more aside that we have to do because you're here and you haven't been on the show since this whole thing started. Well, I need your hot take on the X-Men. Oh. This oh. whole Hickman rebirth from Did- Powers and House to, what are we, we're four issues in on the six books and he's gone. Five. five. We're on five. We hit yeah, fifth, we hit issue. five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think House and Powers is the greatest X-Men event we have ever gotten. I think it blows Grant Morrison's run. It eclipsed it in that first issue. Amen. Uh, Days of Future Past, Dark Phoenix Saga, uh, Giant Size X-Men number number one. These are pillars of X-Men that are so revered. But never have we had an event where it takes all of that, respects it, and then upends it. Yep. Where X-Men has never been this strong. I'm still trying to figure out how all of that ties into this. Because I get it, but I don't get it. Hickman likes to throw ideas out there and then knit them together over time. Well, mm-hmm. no, no I'm, not saying so, that I, I'm not saying that I don't think that it will. Yeah. I'm, I personally am curious yeah. how stuff like that. Because, I mean, if the way that this was structured was that Moira has all of this knowledge from nine previous lives... Like, how did this all happen? But I know that they keep hinting back to, like, just a couple of months ago, none of this existed. And then next thing you know, it's the island nation of Krakoa and all of these things. So I'm I'm genuinely interested to see how, like, some of that stuff, if that stuff is, like, referenced and weaved back in. Mm-hmm. Because he did make a comment about Jean's outfit and saying something along the lines of like well when was the last time that she wore that outfit and it was on the moon before she sacrificed herself in that dark phoenix saga so like i there are these little bits and pieces that make me like 
hunger to read more about it. Yeah, I no book is bad. No book is bad. There's some what's your stronger... hot take on on the the different titles? X Men is strong. Yeah. Sometimes it's very weird, but it's it's strong. And it goes in a lot of different directions in just five issues. Like we've had three like completely different parts and directions of story yep. in five issues. Uh, New Mutants is a blast. It even made me care about Angel and Beak uh, armor, which I've never cared about those characters from Grant Morrison's run. Mm-hmm. I still don't, but I can see where you come from. Mm. <laughs> I think X-Force is probably the most exciting. Yeah. Marauders is the most fun. Oh, that, book that book makes me smile. Fallen Angels is okay. I, I want to know what if it's like a limited like thing they're doing and then they're done. But then the last issue, they kind of built the team. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like, okay, maybe now things kick into high gear. But it is kind of a weird off on its own. And they don't give Sinister enough time. But Nobody gives Sinister enough I time. I haven't read the latest one. I was having trouble downloading it through the app. Um, but I think what it could end up being is where Fallen Angels goes away. And they can build the team up yeah. through the sixth issue. And then have it change into a different book and have it be a team book I feel like for that, this. That makes more sense for this. Yeah. I do kind of like the fact that they're giving, um, for sake of confusion, Revenge, like another backstory Quanin. her Quanin, um, and giving her more than just she was Lady Mandarin and then she had her body swapped and stolen they're, from her and then... They're really doing the most ground building for her as a character well because everybody else that's involved like rachel and or not rachel x23 and and nate have all of this backstory so she's the one that kind of needs to have it and it then i know that there are people out there that say you know whatever 20 years of betsy as psylocke was that you can't really take that you can't really go back from that but you are now giving a full-fledged like asian character and in this recognizable figure, and you're giving her more of that story. So I, I appreciate that part of it. What do you think about Excalibur? I, <laughs> I, I love Excalibur because I am a sucker for magic. Yeah. But it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which Strange Academy is coming, and I'm so about it. It's magic school for Marvel. And I'm I'm excited, but it's a mess. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm hoping that they're going to streamline it. The Did you see the big reveal at this I final? Did. Yeah. Yep. So I, we will see where it goes. Excalibur deserves to exist in it its does. current iteration. If they would just really focus on what they're trying to. Which to I get think to? this is one of the few books, aside from maybe Fallen Angels, Fallen Angels and X Force. I think all both all three of these titles out of the six have had like one storyline. Mm. This is the one that has like it's the loosest of that story, yes. where it's just like there's so much going on because they're trying to give so much time to every single character, and not okay. This is what's going on, but. Like, these are the ones that we need to focus on, and these are the, like, secondary, yeah. you know, characters. But we'll see, like, the... I loved Rogue's outfit, though. Yes. When she came out of that coma, I was like, yes, bitch, you got a tailor while you were in a coma. <laughs> she came out, she... It was like a... 
a modernized version of her 90s look. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, fuck yes. Like, I this is the outfit I want for her for right now. And then she turned blue. Great. Uh, of course. Uh, uh, oh, by Fantastic. the way, she's Apocalypse now. Who fucking knew? Yeah, Fantastic Four X-Men is coming, which is the showdown. <gasps> Zdarsky. Oh, I cannot fucking wait. Zdarsky is going to be... Because when he wrote FF or Fantastic Four earlier, like like a year or two ago, it was fantastic. It was so good. Oh, yeah. That's, that's where we are. And Giant Size X-Men. Mm-hmm. which number one is emma and Jean gray uh, i can't wait for this i just want them to be bitchy and snarky but like i want them to be like good frenemies that's through this gonna entire happen. thing and i'm so stoked for it's, it it's got it it's got to build off what hickman put down did i you, love your shoes did you see did you love the iliana scene in the new new mutants where she wanted to make out or she's like do you want to make out with me do you want to make out with me no nothing you don't remember this she basically was trying Have to. Have you like, read New Mutants? Wait, uh, maybe, no, maybe I'm an issue behind. Okay, okay. so did this, it just come out? Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, then I, there, I think I only read Excalibur. It's another Hickman written one. Gotcha. It's the New Mutants in Space. Ileana gets some really funny dialogue in there. I thought you were talking about the trailer for New Mutants. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, when no. did she do that in the trailer? But yeah, it, it, it makes her, and I don't know if she has been queer or fluid before in terms of her sexuality, but it. It's Recently, fun. yes. Okay. Well, I, 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 Eliana, really... I don't give a fuck. Well, it's great. I loved it. It was fantastic. Actually, that um, that happened during the wedding, if I'm not mistaken, between Kitty and oh, yeah. and Colossus, where she's like, "Oh, I haven't. I don't think I've been really your best friend because I have feelings for you." Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. Good stuff. Oh, good. I would. I... I know that we talk about it when you know when we come in and pick up the books, but since you're on the podcast and it's I I like over try I try to over explain everything, so you know I like to have somebody who can come in and chime in and you know between Brian and myself we've just been gushing about it, so it's nice to have a third person that's like yes I like this and BJ is there too, but then he doesn't chime in as much with it. I'm always behind because <laughs> I may or may not always be late picking up my book. Did you not see the message that Oral put out there? It's like, come pick up your books, bitch. Oh, yeah. It was directed just to you when you said everybody. It's a phone tree. Yeah. Everyone's (laughs) like, he's on to us. Get it now. I'm like, I'll be there tomorrow. And most of the time I make it. Yeah. So that is is Picard. Mm -hmm. That is uh, X-Men stuff. Yep. And uh, there was some other stuff we talked about in the middle of that also. Uh, that was, me fitting was, into a shirt oh yes well the fitting into the shirt yeah, there was a lot of a lot of catching up with the world and the uh, the world of of culture pop and fun bj words words <laughs> words out of my mouth uh bj go ahead and give us your topic uh here we are in the future ladies and gentlemen here we are in the future um, I don't I, like that theme song as much as the old one. Really, I, I love the new the new theme song. Uh, so I'm talking about Steven Universe Future. Um, we are getting our epilogue series after all the time we and pain and tears and music we've put in the Steven Universe. We now have our epilogue series to finally get closure. Um, and actually, everybody's doing pretty good except for Steven. Um, who now actually has to deal with his personal issues. And we've actually gotten 10 episodes. Yes. Like, in a short period of time. Unlike, here's a five-episode Steven bomb. 
12 months, 14 months later, here's five more episodes. We're still on season three. It's four yeah. years later, but it's still season three. They weren't playing with this one. It was like uh, the first one was four episodes uh, like a couple Saturdays ago, and then it's just been two episodes. They've slowed down on that. I yeah. think eight might have been when they stopped doubling up because then I think it's been one episode uh, like possibly the, the last two weeks. Yeah, the past two weeks. Um but it's I like it. It's 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 rare when you get a series that ends, it's kind of rare you actually get like full closure. You just kind of have to assume everybody lived happily ever after. You might get like a five minute thing at the end of the season finale. This is a whole series showing you like after the two after it pretty much takes place after the movie, um, where all the characters are. Um, you're getting a lot of questions answered. Um, you've got people don't really need help anymore. Um, all the characters, all the the core cast has pretty much moved past a lot of their issues. They're developing into new people. Um, even you're getting even getting a, a reminder of like some villains. Uh, with that one was that Aqua Marine and Eyeball Ruby. Oh, uh, Eyeball. <laughs> um, but you've you've got you've still got that Re- Rebecca Sugar magic sprinkled on everything um there's been one or two cute songs but you've got um you've got steven who now who's so used to helping people and now he's in this situation where everybody's moving on everybody everything's changing and he doesn't really know what to do or have a real plan for his future um which is something that everybody can really identify with especially when there's a lot of changes going on um so it's it's been really cute. I like as as much as you don't like like them, Pat. I like Shep. Um, Stop telling my secrets on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I I wanted that wish fulfillment too. I wanted I wanted uh, Con was it uh, not Connie? Um, Lars and Sadie to end up. Together. Oh, it wasn't even a matter of that. I just don't. I I don't know. I I like the idea of the character. I like um, how everything has been handled. Mm-hmm. I just, there is something about Shep that just doesn't sit right with me. And that could also be my my own internal uh, biases on the way that the character is drawn versus the voice acting. Because uh, Shep is voiced by India Moore. Yep. Um, who is a non-binary actor um, at this point best known for Pose as Angel. Right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so while the character is non-binary and, but, but does tend to skew a little bit more towards a, of a soft masculine look with a very soft feminine voice. So I think for me, it's just, I'm so used to every, like so many things, uh, so many of the characters being female, all the gems are, you know, like, it, it, so I think it's just, a, it's me getting used to these things me getting used to characters like this and you know it's this is the world that we live in and i again going back to like what we were talking about with the netflix animation and like she-ra and these and voltron and like these these uh cartoons that are showing this correct representation of the world to younger viewers but at the same time it also helps people like me i'm 38 this isn't what i grew up with this isn't what i'm used to seeing I've in the last eight years been basically very much 
thrown into the world by working in the bar scene, especially at a bar like Parliament House where we have bio queens, we have, you know, boy queens, we've got trans queens. Like, so it, it's that whole thing is changing, but there are still innate biases in my head that I'm, I'm working through because I'm building and trying to become a better person. Yeah. And it's, it's a change. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's, you know, if, if, if you want to change things in a more positive way, you have to actually take a look at yourself and try and see those biases. And make a change. Are you talking with the man in the mirror? Are you asking him to change his ways? And no message could have been any clearer. I mean, when you put it that way. <laughs> um, so it's, but no, that's exactly why I, that's why exactly why I like that character. And, oh no. And I yeah. love them doing that with Sadie and giving her somebody that absolutely, um, respects her and respects the person that she is and gives her that time where Laura is like, it, it, it'll be nice when we get away from this whole, like, oh, like I've got to be distant or I've got to be rude or whatever. Because I like you, but I'm too too afraid to to yeah. whatever. Like, let's just stop showing kids that. Like, let's not make that a thing. You can be nervous and you can be scared to admit feelings, but don't have it be like, oh, well, I've got to be rude and be distant. No, just well, I like, don't think it's about it be at that point because they've already kind of covered that ground with Lars. It's well, more the fact no, that exactly yeah. that's what I'm saying is that with Lars because that was like the whole ship. Like, you know, we want them there so bad, yeah. But he was that way, and that's what it, like, so to see somebody, a character like Shep, where we're thrown into their relationship, but the way that they interact, we're seeing a more sophisticated and adult relationship with younger characters that is then being showed to younger people to say, okay, this is what this should look like. So that's what I, I, that's what I mean. I'm trying to, I want to get away from what they showed Lars and Sadie at the beginning and more to Shep and Sadie now as kind of the the standard. And I really like that subversive moment in the episode where where they're explaining things to Steven on why they didn't work out and everything. And he's just like, when did all this happen? Uh, a while ago. Why wasn't I told? Because it was private. Yes. Like You guys need to talk. We did talk. <laughs> why Why didn't I know about it? It was private. Yeah. And she, like, yeah. In, in a world with where everybody's business is out on social media... Like, it's nice to see reminders of that being put out there. Just because you have good intentions doesn't mean it's your business. Exactly. And that was, that was a really, and that was a very, and that's very something that you don't see in a cartoon where you have, like, you're following the main character and you know everything about the main character, but you don't know what's been going on with other characters because you're just on this one person. Yeah. So, like, other things, and that was one of the things Rebecca Sugar said, um, their inspiration for the movie was that change happens even when you're not around. And Rebecca Sugar was like, I had this mental breakdown at the age of 11 because I left a rabbit outside and one side was like all died because of the sunlight. And I realized this thing had literally changed without me, even though I've had it all my life. And that's a lot to go through when you're 11. So, um, yes. but no, I, I really like where the show's going. I, I can feel we're probably, they'll probably have one more like clump like chunk of like maybe eight episodes and then they'll um, i'll say i can't see it being too too much more because we finally hit a point where we know who all the weird shadowy figures are well not even just that we um in this most recent episode uh it kind of has now come out 
his internal emotions have now been made. Oh yeah. Oh, the rest of the crystal gems, his inner circle now knows well, he's going through some yeah. shit. Yeah. Even though he's kind of like just still sidestepped it at the end. Mm-hmm. It, it's, we've hit that point where it's like, okay, this, the epilogue and this is dealing with his, how do I, how do I deal with the world that doesn't need me to deal with it for it? Yeah. And now we've gotten to that point where it's like, I could see another, maybe like, another grouping whether it's eight or maybe a few four to six episodes yeah just kind of tying that up and him finding his place in the world because if it's only going to be one season you kind of can't you like let him get to that point and then like you were saying give us that like okay now we can just imagine okay he's doing great things out there yeah no uh which scrubs was my favorite uh my finale the season eight uh finale oh yeah because they did, to set to the Book of Love by Peter Gabriel, they showed, the whole thing was set up as this montage of what if. Here are things, like, that you as the viewer, like, just imagine if this is how their, their life could end up. And it gave you, like, closure, but not like, oh, this yeah. is what happens. It's, this could happen. These are the possibilities. These, this of- is like, the if everybody lives a great life, here are these little, these, here's how this all could go. And then they did season nine, and they were like, well, so these things happen, and it was like, fuck! You ruined a perfect ending with a half a season of shit that gets canceled halfway through it. Yeah. But anyhow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Steven Universe Future. Anybody else uh, keeping up with it, watching it? No. No? No? I need to catch up on the movie and then Future. Oh, okay. And that's it. I'm going to spoil too much of it for you, so you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's Steven Universe Future. If you have uh, Hulu, it might just be with live TV. I was going to say, because I it's, have not seen it on uh, Hulu. They oh, don't God. have the last season up on Hulu yet. But I have they live have... TV, so I have. That's how I've been watching it. Oh, okay. It. That's how you've been watching it. Yeah, because same thing, Shit's Creek is the sixth and final season is on with live TV. So I can I keep up with that. I can't justify spending the extra money. No, it just went up for to like just 60 those something things. dollars. Oh, jeez. No. Fuck that. Yeah, it went up like 10 bucks. I'm holding out for a Roku. <laughs> <laughs> a free Roku. I don't need it, but I. If I'm going to be paying for this, at least I'm going to get something out of the deal. Anywho. But yeah, so catch it. Catch up with the future. Um, and yeah, it's got, a, it's got a cute little theme song. I still do like the other one better. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a, good little, it's a good little way to cap off everything at the end of five years in a, or five seasons in a movie. So, All right. Another thing that we haven't really talked a lot about, especially with Oral at the table, has been drag partially because there hasn't been a lot of drag in the last few months uh the last thing that we had was drag race uk which we did uh do a couple of episodes of drag as a new spandex much on. better much better and love it i love the gif i said did i send it to you yeah, Josh? yeah i think that i wasn't asked i wanted to follow up on that and say is this that whole much better thing because you followed up with the text yes with the gift and i was like yeah Oh, bag of chips doing the much better. That's one of my favorite gifts to send. Uh, so there are a couple of things. I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of bounce around on the broad general topic of drag. Trixie Mattel, Moving Parts, the documentary, came out. I was so excited. I was like, okay, December third. I'm stoked. I'm here for it. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, it took me almost a month before I got around to purchasing and, and watching it. It covers roughly about a year 
in her life in um, doing the recording of uh, One Stone, going into doing uh, Ah, and the... Uh, I, said, uh, I love uh, Yeah, I, I, I just felt bad just going, uh. uh oh. It just didn't give it the same <laughs> gravitas it needed. Uh, the birth of the Trixie and Katya show on Viceland. Uh, the death of the show on Viceland. It, oh. So I will say this. Do not watch this if you are sad. Because for as amazing of the things that she has done in this time frame, the it also does semi-chronicle Katya's uh, descent back into substance abuse. Uh, it hits a lot of just how emotional that was. Um, you witness some of Katya's just some of her break. Uh, because they're filming this while they're filming the Viceland show and all and all of that. Uh, there's a point where Katya sends is in has taken a break, has all this has kind of ended All Stars three premieres and Katya sends this really just hurtful message and Trixie reads it to the people that are in the room and it's just like wow. Like it's just it's so coming from such a dark place. Um, but it's incredible to see just her life and, and all of this. And honestly, for all of those people, and I know that she portrays herself as, you know, a skinny blonde woman, but she does a show in Milwaukee, close to the area where she's from and where her, her family still lives, and her mom and her aunt come, and you can tell what side of her family is Native American, because they are very Native American looking and one is such a lesbian. It's so amazing. <laughs> I love her aunt. It's phenomenal. Um, but you see that money doesn't necessarily change a person. And when you come from very little, how you still, even when you, when you win something like Drag Race All-Stars and you win $100,000 and that you're still trying to... They, you can use that to help your family out. You know, her mother's behind on her power bill. And so she's, you know, calls up and has to make the payment. She's, it, it, it's even just strained relationship, you know, with her mother. It's just, uh, it's, you go into it thinking, oh, Trixie Mattel, this is going to be a laugh a minute. And it's just, it's so, it is really unbelievably uh, moving in a lot of ways. There is an acoustic soundtrack available as well uh, with, I think, four songs, four or five songs on it couple of covers. Uh, she does an acoustic cover of uh, Kitty Girl, the All-Stars 3 version. Um, they show her performing it at DragCon LA 2018, which is where I was. And when they showed the her performing, I was like, I should be right over in this area. I was not in the film. I looked for myself. At the beginning, they showed all like, the Drag Race girls' names and, and more. So if I was in it, I was going to be like, that's me and more. My new name is Ann Moore. Uh, so that is uh, Trixie Mattel Moving Parts. And that's on Netflix? Uh, no. It is a purchasable movie. It is uh, on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, it is on Google Play, um, TVs and, uh, TV and movies, uh, iTunes, any of those places where you can purchase. I don't know if there's any place. And you could also rent them. Like It's like a $3 rental. I purchased it because I wanted to be able to watch it whenever. 
And I just found out today that my television has uh, the Google TV and Movies app on it. So I don't have to cast it to my television. I can just play it from my TV. Uh, and yeah, and actually, uh, this very adorable, very sweet, very, very sexy daddy, uh, Baron Chunks on Instagram. Uh, I met him at that DragCon. He is in one of the scenes when they're, he's waiting to get into the show, one of her shows. And I was like, I'd sent him a little uh, message on Instagram today, and I was like, I was like, I'm watching this, the, the documentary, and you're there. Click. Yeah. Ooh. So hot. Bear in chunks. Ooh, so good. Anywho. Um, and then the other thing, I'm going to get to my Netflix topic. There you go. Go go look him up, Josh. You won't be you won't be disappointed. Who said that's what I was doing? Uh-huh. We know. <laughs> I'm not mad at you about it, bitch. Okay. Go I look was. it up. I was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, AJ and the Queen dropped RuPaul's new scripted show for Netflix. Back to the Netflix uh, promotion. I am three episodes in, and it's actually really cute. If Jared wasn't an hour early, I probably would have gotten into the fourth episode. You could have watched it. <laughs> no, you it was better. to entertain me. Oh, yeah. He was in Where the Bears Are. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. I know who it is. <sighs> it's so sweet. I met him and his uh, and his husband at, at DryCon. They're... So they're such geeky bears, and I love it. I've I've met Baron Chunks. He's he's really nice. I haven't met the husband. And I mean, you usually don't when you're climbing out a window at two forty eight in the morning. <laughs> you're is, trying to avoid the fair. husband this at that point. Yeah, uh, but AJ and the Queen. Uh, it centers around uh, RuPaul as Ruby Red, and she is performing her last show because she saved up a hundred thousand dollars and is going to open up her own club, and they get swindled out of the money. And then goes on her uh, drag queen tour, and um, is I don't want to say befriended by because this uh, the AJ in AJ and the Queen is uh, an interesting character. I think the direction given to this actor was just scream all of your lines. That's how you get emotion <laughs> because like it's either just like talking or she's screaming and i know i'm supposed to empathize with a child whose mother is a drug-addled prostitute that has gotten them evicted from their place and her child taken away to uh by protective services but i haven't gotten to that point in the series yet i really don't care about the mama who's a drug-addled prostitute are you watching holiday heart the series (laughs) maybe Maybe, but otherwise, when it's not focused on that part of it, it's really just campy and fun. I was a little worried because after the first like opening performance that Rue does, it cuts to the backstage area where it's basically just RuPaul girls, and like Alexis Mateo is there, and literally the only thing that they have her say is at, at like I think Rue says something, and then Alexis goes, "Bam," and I was like, "Oh." okay and i was like this is just gonna be a cheesy like here's gratuitous self-indulgence and then it got out of that scene and they bring in i really need to look up to see whether or not this actor is blind in real life um but robert's best friend uh is a a queen named coco butter is phenomenal the blind drag queen who fucking beats her face for the gods but just it it's it became this 
fun, campy, buddy comedy, but nah. And it's just, it's evolving into a much better show than the first 10 minutes made me think it would be. So I was really happy to, to start watching that. And I've seen a bunch of people on my timeline on Facebook uh, have great things to say about it. So I'm really excited to, to continue watching it. So I, uh, at this point, I definitely recommend AJ and the Queen on Netflix. So it's much better than uh, Super Drags? Much better. <laughs> definitely. I mean, this is a whole new property. Oh, well, yeah. You at least, <laughs> I mean, there is no silence in Side Eye. But um, I give credit to... Uh, I feel like that's the only good thing that came out of that. I mean, you know, they didn't have a lot to work with. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, and then the one thing that was kind of, is, is kind of on my meh column is uh, not only did AJ and the Queen premiere, but RuPaul dropped another album. And I, yes, problematic as fuck. But I miss when Lucian was doing her music because at least it was like, it had substance. Now it's just like a hook with dance music and she just like sings the hook and then more dance music and sings the hook. Like there's no actual substance to these songs. And then there's one where she's like... Happy, happy, happy birthday, baby. I'm like, why, why, are, why are you, are you trying to get your song into like all the restaurants? I don't. Is this the the new song that's going to be done? Techno music. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Walk into a cheesecake factory for your birthday and get that song sang. Happy, happy, happy birthday, baby. Why is RuPaul singing to me? Uh, so I had a whole bunch of wireless wireless speakers around it. Right, I'm gonna do that for for somebody's birthday between now and when I leave. I'm just gonna, <laughs> gonna make that happen. But uh, yeah, so Trixie Mattel moving parts, uh, RuPaul, AJ, and the Queen on Netflix. And uh, if you are feeling like you just need something to fill the time, then <laughs> you're a winner, baby, by RuPaul. Uh, <laughs> wherever you can stream that. Yes. Uh, if you've enjoyed our podcasting and you want to follow us on social media, why not head over to flameonshow.com? Scroll to the bottom. There's chicklets there. And our links to social media. I'm just going to put a little a picture of a pack of chicklets at the bottom of our webpage now. Please do. Thank you. I will. I've been waiting for you to do that. <laughs> what did you say? So you're going to animate it? Maybe. I'll see if my skills are, are there. <laughs> or at least if you hover over it, like, a piece falls out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we are listener-funded entertainment, so if you are enjoying uh, what we do for you, then why not consider going over to patreon.com forward slash show and become a patron at any of the four levels that uh, we have available. That's patreon.com forward slash show. All right, we've made it to the final segment of the show. The final segment. It's our one-ups. Yeah. Welcome to the one-up section, Jared. These are the things that are giving us life in the month of January 2020. Uh, Let us start with BJ. What is your one-up? My one-up is actually the new season of Doctor Who. Woo! So, uh, last season was Jodie Whittaker's first season. Um... And they played it very, 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 very safe. They didn't really bring in a lot of the greater Doctor Who universe stuff. Well, I, Chibnall had said he didn't want to use monsters and villains from the past. Yeah. It was kind of a whole new start for Doctor Who. And we saw how well that went over. I mean, so it was... it. 
I'm not it was, saying it was a bad season. No, no, it was, it was, it, but I, I get what people are saying. It didn't, it like felt a little hollow. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't have, it didn't feel like some episodes were very Doctor Who, but then more, most of them were very not. Yeah. And it was just very odd. You were just watching a sci-fi series starring the Doctor. Um, and then they come out the gate fucking swinging on this season because the greater Doctor Who universe is up and at him. Came crashing it back in. Came in with a with a vengeance. Uh, I loved the whole spy theme of the season opener. Um, I liked that they finally had that moment with the companions sitting there actually comparing notes and being like, you know, we don't know shit about her. Which is weird because usually, because it's uh, usually a single, a singular companion, uh-huh. there is a bit more information given yeah. right away. And it, did, it didn't dawn on me until watching when it was like, oh yeah, they didn't really talk about any of that and for an entire season. Well, so this yeah. is really the thing I, so actually this was my one up. Uh, I think they finally realized that the uh girl she just she ripped that mushroom out your hand and said no that was my one up no i will share but here's the thing this new season i've only watched first two as well that's all that's out right now the third Uh, third 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 one just came out yeah today is the third so what we're recording i should say chip knoll is the new showrunner right and he yeah. really, really tried hard that first season to make it a whole different thing and do this whole whatever. Oh, but then they realized, guess what? That's not what people want. So then he went, what worked for Welcome Moffitt? to the recap. What worked for, uh, for Davies? Oh, okay, I'll borrow a little bit of that, a little bit of that. Oh, now we got Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, that's, so. that's what I, I mean. That's what I was saying is the fact welcome that they, back to the table. We just did that whole, they, that whole conversation. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm saying what has uh, already been he said. He just mansplained <laughs> your one up to you. But uh, I I had a call from my father. Oh, okay. I apologize. That's right. But at uh, eight o'clock on a Sunday, when your father calls you or a parent, who's dead? What's going on? Eight o'clock. Yeah, oh, wow. they go to sleep very early. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. I was like, his <laughs> I dad, still his dad has dinner at like two fifteen in the afternoon. This is true. <laughs> this is no. So yeah, so no. For serious, I'm glad the late show is actually Wheel of Fortune for him. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, has been, it has been for like two decades. It's bad. So no, I'm I'm glad I'm on the same page, well, and well, I no, apologize yeah. for being redundant. It was it was one. Of, no, it's just uh, that's. Did we talk about the new master? Oh, we were oh, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. No, we I, were we were just kind of alluding to that, right? I now. was I was appreciating the fact that they at, for, I didn't expect that at all. No, like, I thought came that, out of nowhere. I thought they were going to be Cybermen. Yeah, I thought that. Too. I thought they were going to be. Cybermen. I totally thought they were Cybermen, and then yeah, but, and then they weren't. And I'm actually completely okay that they weren't. Yeah, no, 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 I no, no. That I'm made that. it so much better. They did a much better surprise and and twist yeah. than it they being kept, Cybermen. They kept it pretty under wraps. I yeah yeah. So I was, and this, I was, and this guy as the master. Oh my god, love it! Yeah, like, I love fucking it. love it. Choose the scene in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like he feels he just feels so vicious. Yeah, yeah. And and, Not, and, and it's been a while since we've had that kind of master. It was. I sure. mean, it was. Um, it was. Uh, what is it? The um, John Sims. John Sims. That yeah. was the last. And one there was, was a heavy like dose of that in this. Yeah, yeah. which is okay because I I while but I love Sims missing. played it had um there was. Bite, but there was a levity and almost a almost he was reveling in the joy of inflicting pain. Yeah, this is bitter. Oh, this This is is completely. 
and which is leading sense. into the, this what this grand grander story so for the season. I, I will, will be. only yeah. say this about that: Are you serious? You're already going to undo this thing or whatever? Well, and then I'll, I won't. I'll leave he, that. They're not undoing it. Well, no, no, no. You're right. Not undoing it. It was an attack. But like, yeah. I just, I don't know. Too, it, too soon. Too soon. We just put those toys back. Damn it! Why are you gonna break our toys? That's my thing. Well, that's I mean that's what this master does. But he's it's breaking all it's the toys, and he's, he's well because he found it. out some larger yeah. truth. That Having to do MacGuffin, MacGuffin. There's a thing I know. Yeah. Well, but Having I mean, the child of time, which they mentioned in, in the previous season, it's which Susan. It, it's a timeless child of Susan. No, I don't know. I don't but know. what it could do is you haven't watched uh, Laurel, have you? No. Are you gonna watch it eventually? Oh, eventually. Did you ever finish <laughs> okay. Capaldi? No. Oh hell, honey. <laughs> what I think it can do is similar to what you liked about episode eight of Star Wars is that it kind of takes this book of this is what has yes. been this the, almost like the Bible of what it's all about and says it's broken. Yeah. Like that's I know. there's I, something yeah. else and it can lead to bigger story and more ideas. stories. No, no, 100%. So. I'm fine with it. I'm good. I mean, I'm just... they, they definitely got, they got me with the, with the season opener, this season opener, because last season I didn't feel like a need to continuously like, yeah, watch I, it. Like I, I binged it all after it had finished. And it's, and it's not Jodie Whittaker. No, Jodie's not yeah. the companions because they are all individually Her? and even as collectively, they have great chemistry. She gets yeah. to partner with Ada Lovelace, who is a hero of mine. And um, a Noor from the World War II, I believe, a spy yep. who yep. I didn't know as much about yep. as Ada Lovelace and Charles Babbage, but still, like, so cool, great ideas. I'm happy. Yeah, it was I'm like it was happier. like a nerd dream yep. like yeah. episode, and then you throw in spy. It, yeah, no, yeah, they, the, that two part opener was was, was social commentary and technology. Well. That's a Davis. Oh thing, yeah, all that, yeah. Very, so I'm very very excited going into this season, and it it, it like I said, it cross cut me across the face. I was so shocked at how good everything yeah how it was absolutely i still get a one up right yes oh good yeah yes. <laughs> jared let's hear your first and possibly last one oh, oh wow well i mean he's gonna go back to you know doing all of his great stuff outside of deathless our dream. podcast world. you're going back to the deathless dream what the deathless dream isn't What's that a cthulhu that? thing i don't know i feel like it's a cthulhu thing sure um, he's in bloodborne <laughs> Let's let's just uh, give a shout out to the port in downtown Oakland for hosting uh, Man Crush Monday. It was a wonderful uh, figure drawing event I went to, where the uh, uh, a host of uh, queer male artists uh, it could have been anybody really, but it was just mostly gay guys there uh, came and sketched uh, a, a bearish uh, model that stood there. What was he wearing when he sketched? Was sketched? Initially, he wore a singlet, and then it went down to a jockstrap. Oh, oh, very nice, very nice. You should do this for your, you know, ideas. Oh, like yes, 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 yes. Should do that. That's a progression you would want. Yeah. Do you have any? Are, are these digital sketches? Did you paper, <laughs> pen, uh, pencil, and paper? They're sketch? analog sketches. So oh, yes, okay. pencil, paper. Gonna snap a picture. We can we'll we'll put we'll put it up on the social media. <laughs> yes, yes, I can do that. I just I think it's an awesome idea, and I know that um I, I I'm almost positive our friend Matthew over in San Diego has gone to events. He's not I I don't think he's much uh on the actual like, drawing portion of it. Uh, but when you were talking about this yeah. to us earlier, that's the first thing I thought about was him going to San Diego and and them having something along these lines oh, as well. Um, I didn't get a chance to go because I think you have to call ahead. 
ads to get in, but I was uh, adjacent to the Tom of Finland house <gasps> um, in oh, LA, wow. and uh, they do like a figure drawing session every once in a while. Oh, wow. Wow, very nice. I love it. Yep, that's me. Very nice. I love all this travels. And if you don't follow Jared on social media, you can see all the fun little sketches and, and whatnot. What are you, where are you posting these days? Uh, or? It's mostly just Instagram now. What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is at Sketchforge. That's all one word. Well, not at, but you know, <laughs> Sketchforge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, if you uh, send us one, one over, we'll uh, we'll put it up on Flamon's Instagram, and we'll make sure to tag you so people can can find you easier. Very nice, Oral. Um, so, what's giving you life? So now that I've kind of pinned down the the direction that my life is going, it's uh, all over the place. I got it. Yes, it's given me more time to consume media because there was a time where I just didn't have time. So I've been playing Mad Max for PS4. <gasps> Um, in my spare time, you like it, right? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been catching up on shows, so I got to watch The Witcher. I finished all of Lost in Space season two. I've did always you like been it? a yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Irwin Allen properties, even the really shitty Time Tunnel. Oh, Time Tunnel was awful. <laughs> you yeah. know it was. I know. But just being able to you know to relax and breathe and breathe and have more time. To do the things to unwind, knowing that all of that is going to go out the window oh, and oh, ramp oh. up for like six weeks. You're going to so. get really good at consuming things on the fly. And and like literally. 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 And also when you're at your crash pad or your hotel or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you travel a lot. You just get good at doing it when you can. Yeah. When you have to deadhead. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh. I'm excited. Which I finally learned what deadheading was. I heard it so much. What is it? Um. When you have to be flown to a, you have to be flown to a location to then like work a flight to another location or back. Yeah. So you're basically being paid to get on a plane to fly to another place to mm. work. I think I got that mostly accurate. I think so. You did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, right. I'm like I've got I've got flight attendant friends. Yes, you do. I do. Adding I'm, one more to the fam. I'm gonna get these wings. Yeah. Mama's oh. gonna be proud. Well, listen, now I know somebody that works for Spirit. Oh, uh, remember, don't don't be don't be adding names. Don't be adding names. I already had to do some things. They've already given me the warning. They they don't play. Oh, I bet they don't play. NDA, baby. Spirit, JetBlue, couple of JetBlues, Delta. I'm just. Just getting everybody all across the airline. TWA. That's right. Pan Am. With their new hotel. Oh, oh. want to go to the TWA hotel. Alaska. Oh, yes. Hi. I know somebody. Oh, who wrong Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> I'm going to be flying Alaska a lot. A lot, yeah. Me too. They have this really good uh, coffee liqueur. I would highly recommend it. Really? Mm-hmm. Their lounges are lovely. I hear. Awesome. Well. All of that greatness in Oral's life. We're so excited for you. Thank you. All right. Josh, what is your one-up? So, uh, in essence of my resolution, which I guess I forgot about <clears throat> um, until you reminded me. So I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I forgot to go back. No, I, no it was. I remember, yeah. you know, because I went through a phase where I didn't play a lot of games. But I, I have them, and I just never play them. So... I recently started playing the uh, Pokemon Shield game, 
which I have actually struggled putting down because it it I found it to be so good. Uh, so it was just announced the other day uh, that uh, Nintendo and Game Freak are doing something a little different than than what they have in the past. So I've been playing the the game since '96. And so they have this very long track record of releasing three games. And then the third one is essentially like a little bit of a, a revamped hashing of the two. So like well, when they released yellow. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That like was you, my first. You'd get red and yellow or red and blue and then the you know revamped was yellow. So with this was now, there a trust green version? Yeah. Well was, it was I think Japan oh. Okay, I think I was it was saying, regional. Yeah, I thought Leaf that was Green, a green version. Leaf Green was like a, a weird... Uh, I think they released that uh, next to Gold and Silver. So they did Leaf Green when they did Fire Red. So they were like uh, redoing the original games, but for Game Boy Advance. So instead of Blue, like they did for the Game Boy, they did Leaf Green. Now in Japan, I think it's Japan. I know it was regional. One of the colors wasn't there, and I think Blue was swapped out with Green. Well, because, yeah, well, it went with the three starters. Right. Yeah, so I, I was like, I knew there was something involved with that. Anywho, um, carry on. So now that they are on, I guess, I guess you, it's technically still, like, it is a platform uh, console, right? <laughs> so now that they've moved away from the traditional handheld and more onto the, you know. They've merged your, your handheld and your right. home, oh, console. home console. Right. Yeah. So I think... It's going to be a little hard for them to do what they've been doing. Um, and with consoles, there's always DLC. And I think it is a smart move for them to travel down that road. And I'm actually really excited that they are releasing expansion packs instead of a new thing. Well, Where you like have to restart the yeah, whole like, thing yeah. just for a few different features. Yeah. So I am really excited about that because it's so different. And I, I I thought the game itself was very fresh, but still very similar. Yeah, yeah. So I I, de- I pre pre ordered it, and I guess if you beat the game and you pre ordered it, you actually got a little taste of it already. So I just found that today. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they give you uh access to one of the the new Pokemon from the expansion. Oh, and this is a brand new. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, no. It's it's Slowpoke, so oh, okay. it's just a Galarian. It's, it's the one with the yellow, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it's kind of cute, actually. Uh, well, Homer Simpson looking. Like I'm, I'm not mad at it. It's kind of cute. I saw a meme with it, and it was like, uh, <laughs> "Did you post it? You posted I, I it did. to Zach's page. It's like completely. It's like a shiny, shiny Galarian slow Slowpoke is just Homer Simpson. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> the one where it's like every whenever whenever a gay guy goes through. Oh, uh, the midlife crisis oh, or something. Yeah, they right, bleached their hair. <laughs> yes, yeah, I saw that yellow. one. Yeah, yeah, that was cute. Uh, but the other big thing that came out of it was that the Pokédex is being slowly reintroduced because yes. everybody got all pissed about this no national yes. Pokédex. But and Pokemon Home. What? Oh, so yeah, to, to lead into that, there's this thing called Pokemon Home. It's a, I think it's a paid service, but you can import your Pokemon from every single game that they've done. Import it here, and then you can export them into Sword and Shield. Interesting. Which yep. I think is pretty freaking incredible. So you got Pokemon Home, Pokemon Sleep, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and as a weird little side tangent from that, they've uh, just added in more features to Pokemon Go, 
including trade evolution. I did yep. get a notification about that. Yeah, they added new uh, more Unova, and the reason I, I tangent into this is because we've gotten to see Niantic do this, where they brought in and put in waves of new Pokemon. Yeah. So that's kind of where it was like, okay, well, we're only putting in this many, but now here's DLC with more, and here's more. Like it's they're they're fine tuning what they're doing with the the console with the handheld game, which is kind of cool. And I'm interested to see how the the trade evolution works because you still are able to, I believe, trade back. No, oh, <laughs> e- evolve into that third evolution with candies. With candy, right? When you trade, you don't have to. It eliminates the candy portion of it, and you can just and you can uh, okay. ev- you can evolve that one. Don't quote me on that, anybody listening, because this is brand new and I really haven't played a lot. Well, yeah, we have to test it out. Yeah, but that's one of the things that it says is that it eliminates the candy need. The candy requirement for evolution. So I'm assuming that that's what it means. That you still can, if you have 100 candies, but for something like a Phoebus, if that, you know, this as an example. Those 400 ones. Where it's, or, or, or the or ones Magikar. you have to walk like 20 kilo- yeah. kilometers. So if you if you if you trade, you can then evolve them straight away. So, I mean, that's that's been some cool information that came out for it. Yeah. So that was out of the Pokemon Direct that was just on Friday? Uh, I believe the, it was the 9th. It was on the 9th. Thursday. Whatever the 9th yeah. was. Yeah. So lots and of good. the DLC, that's the Crown Tantra. It is um, the Isle of Armor, which is released in June. And then part two is going to be the Crown Tundra, which is released in November. Yeah, November 22nd. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Brian, what is your one-up after you co-opted uh, BJ's? So originally <laughs> I was going to talk about Fortnite, and then I was going to talk about Doctor Who. But then I decided... <laughs> I was going to say, we put these things out into, we did. like... I, I edited mine. I edited mine, and then I didn't see yours, so that's the thing. But uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Letterkenny, because they just put out the eighth season. And if you're a fan of the Canadian sitcom about uh, rednecks and drug dealers and hockey players in uh, Ontario, uh, you know about it already. You probably already watched it. I will say that the eighth season is a lot stronger than the seventh season, at least in my uh, assessment there's a lot more quotable and memorable moments if you've never seen letter kenny and you have no idea what i'm talking about i understand i've been there too i had people going you haven't watched letter kenny yet oh my god you don't get that and i'm like okay yeah i don't speak your language yet i'll get to it but i will say it's once you get hooked in it once you get past that first season which is a little weird it is going to change your mind it is going to change your uh socialization techniques you will start quoting it you will start becoming part of this weird collective that exists i apologize in advance if i am the one who has vectored you into this uh but sorry not sorry because it is really funny uh so letter kenny is on hulu it is a hulu exclusive unless you're in canada in which case you already know how to find it probably uh just check it out it's just watch past first season first season's really not great but yes eighth season it ends on a really great note and now we wait probably another year all right that is letter kenny Pat, what's your one up oh (laughs) i'm so glad you asked um back to netflix (laughs) watched a lot of netflix recently uh the circle don't know like how I stumbled on this, and it was one of those that like when I logged in, it was right there and started playing. It is a an unscripted reality game show. Eight contestants were picked. They were put into what appears to be an apartment building, uh, what appears to be Chicago. I've been doing a casual watch 
while I've been working on all this stuff and packing. So eight players are basically sequestered into their little, I'm going to call it like a uh, like a condo, pretty much. It's got a couple of different rooms, got a living room, it's got all these, and there's these monitor computers all over the place. Their only way to interact with any other player is through the computer. I put it in quotes, air quotes, because I swear that there's got to be somebody typing because it's like, circle, send message to this person. And then they're like, I'm way tired. And it's like, there's no voice to text that's like, W-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-Y. Like, no, somebody's not talking to him. Although I did love when, when uh, there's one really homosexual man in there. And he was like, girl, we had a Kiki. And then they showed the screen and it was K-E-Y space K-E-Y. I was like, that's not how we spell it. <laughs> but you have the choice because nobody knows who's in these other uh, these other homes. You can either be yourself and be genuine. Or you can catfish the fuck out of everybody on your way to try to win $100,000. And they're, they have all the character intros or the, the, uh, these intros. And it's funny because one of the girls, Rebecca, beautiful black girl. So doing all this stuff, talking, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, but it's really me, Seaburn. And it's her boyfriend who's using her pictures and videos and catfishing the other players as Rebecca. Like, it's so weird. It's so bizarre. Um, so it kind of has a little bit of hints of, like, other stuff, like other games. Like, a Big Brother, but um, Solitary. Did anybody watch Solitary, the, the game show? Yeah. I was talking. I was telling them about it at the bar last night. That is such a mindfuck of a game. Go on YouTube, find episodes worth the watch. But what ends up happening is that they have to, in this very limited time that they have to interact with people on the through this computer, they have to rate everybody. And the players that get the most points, the top two players, become influencers. And then they have to then make the decision on who they feel is the most, and like kind of, kind of basically assess either the strongest players or who they think is the most genuine and then they have to block somebody from the circle you ban somebody from the circle and it's instant their their communication gets shut off boom done and then there's a twist another player enters the circle we're not used to this with game shows like once somebody's gone okay cool like you whittle it down and then you have your top however many as of eight episode eight we have nine players now. <laughs> we have one more than we started with. Because at one point, they bring two people into the circle. And I'm like, how does this end? Does this go on forever? <laughs> and it's a it's a weekly show. So there's eight episodes now. Um, by the time this drops, it'll be, there'll be a ninth episode. Apparently, Jay was saying, if you watch like for the, uh, the teaser for what's coming, there's going to be a live finale. I think there's a fan vote. Because there's an article like um, how to follow the the people that are in the circle and like it gave their Instagram and um, one really really hot guy from Chicago, <laughs> um, he had a link for like the fan vote in his Instagram profile. So what's the objective again? To win a hundred thousand dollars. How? Who knows? At this point, honestly, like if it were a normal game show, be the top two players are your influencers. So. And every time after they ban somebody, it resets. Have you ever played Jackbox games? Yes. This sounds like that monster dating game, sort of. Oh, yeah. 
A little monster-seeking yeah, monster. monster-seeking monster. I hated that one. <laughs> I mean... I mean, we've never gotten through a full game, so... Really? No. Well, maybe we did once at the Christmas party last year. I, I don't know. It's... it's but it's, it's... So you're interacting, and, like, you get to post more pictures, and you're just they're doing these group chats or these one-on-one chats, so you're trying to, like, suss out who is genuine and who's real, and, like, you're trying to befriend people and... But then people are making little like alliances, and I got your back, and I, and then what's even better is that after that first person was eliminated, they were like Alana gets to go visit somebody in the circle, so then she ends up at somebody's apartment. One of the girls that that eliminated her, uh, she goes over there and they're talking. She's like, "Oh, you, oh, you are real, blah blah blah," and they like kind of talk and like exchange notes a little bit, but then they never really follow up on it. And then she left. A, they leave a video message. So then all the players get to see it. And the first person who was catfishing was like the third player out. And they get the video and it's like, oh shit, Mercedes isn't this really skinny black girl. She's a butch, you know, bigger black lesbian. It's like, oh my God. It's just, it's it's so weird. It's a very interesting social experiment. Have you ever read Harlan Ellison's I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream? No. Sounds like that too. (laughs) If if it was like also a horror thing and people died. As somebody who admonishes catfishing, this this sounds like a fury me. It, it does a little bit. I'm not, I I. So you don't love catfish the show? What you don't like the show about catfishing? Oh, I've never actually. <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! I I don't believe that's real <laughs> in any way, shape, oh, or form. Yeah, probably. Well, having been catfished before, I admonish it. No, I just, yeah, well, but that's the show. The show is yeah. a little bit of both. So. But yeah, it, it it it's interesting to see how this whole thing plays out because a bunch of them are their genuine selves, mm-hmm. so there there is a lot of this like they're playing as who they are there's a couple of catfish so it's just it's very interesting and i'm curious to see one again we're down to how do you win this game how do you win this game when we have more players eight episodes in than we had at episode one and then even better is that the last person they brought in in this last episode they each get to bring something from home he brought his mom oh (laughs) Oh, that's a thing (laughs) so it's this dude and his mom and she calls emojis emojos. Does, does he let her circle people too? Well, she's so nobody knows she's there. It's just his profile, oh, but she's okay. in his like the condo with him. I don't trust that person. <laughs> well, no, it's just so funny because like he's like a twenty-something-year-old like bro dude. Oh god, um, I'd still sleep with him, but I just don't want him to talk. Um, you would, you wouldn't admit to all doing of the it guys. To You'd just be like, well, yeah. okay, no, the guy from Chicago, super hot, done. The the real Italian bro, bro says, just shut the fuck up. Let me suck your dick and then please move away. Um, but it's very he. So he's like, I would like, what's up, babe? Like, and it's funny because there's always gonna be like, circle, send message to Sammy. Hey, babe, whatever, blah, blah blah blah. Smiley face emoji and send. And like he says this whole thing like, babe, and his mom's like, um. Isn't it a little early to be calling her babe? <laughs> that's fantastic. It's just, that, it, that's, that's worth it right there. It's, that's catfish tactics right there. It, it's hysterical. Lay but thick first. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, he is, aside from his mom being there, it, his stuff is all totally genuine. That's good. So it's just very interesting. It's like it's like if you're sitting there trying to trying to mac on somebody and your mom is sitting right next to you that's, because she literally is. That's sitcom gold there. That's that's good stuff. It's, I like that. If you're not a fan of like reality television, still give this a shot because it takes everything that we as like Americans know of reality like game shows and kind of twists twists it around. Does it subvert your expectations? <laughs> it does not subvert my expectations. 
it infuriates me because I don't know how this game ends. <laughs> I don't, how many more people are going to be Sounds in it? Sounds like life, right? <laughs> this angers and infuriates me. But it is, it's honestly... They're catfishing I, you, the viewer. The, the game, oh my the God. game just ends and it just says... You are the loser. Could it? You've could it been be? catfished. <laughs> oh my god! But they they left it on such a cliffhanger on this last episode because uh, one of the, the two people that came in, this one like really hot Bill from Chicago, and then there's this uh, uh, Andy, I think her name is, and she is a like a social media marketing guru, but she's using her she's a she's a heavy set girl, she's using her hot skinny friends pictures. Oh. And she goes into like this group chat with all the girls, and she's like, "I need to tell you something." Like, it, you could see the 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 weight of of catfishing and not being genuine, like trying to talk to all these people about like about just being genuine and open and honest. And like, she starts having this this breakdown, and it ends with her saying, "I'm not who I am," and like, "Here's a picture of me." And, like, and that's how the episode ends. And it's like, oh my god, like somebody's actually trying to do this and be that person. But realizing that, like, they just can't do it because it's not right. It's not, you know, they just can't do it. So it's it's very interesting. Um, and it's uh, it's a weekly Netflix show because Netflix is pulling back a bit from that binging, partially because what we've seen with a lot of people like, oh, Mandalorian's over, so let's cancel Disney+. Plus. They're trying to put some of these things out and like here's which I think is smart to be honest. We're just we're we're full circling back around to cable television. What's old is new again. (laughs) Exactly, but but that is on Netflix. Check it out. New episodes every Wednesday for however long this takes. Maybe in twelve weeks we'll have twenty five people in the circle. Who fucking knows? Uh, But yeah, so that does it for our first pop culture roundup in uh, the year twenty twenty. The the last transmission from the palatial. Rosevere Estates. Um, the podcast will take. A, we'll have some little changes over the next couple of months as we just kind of sort and resettle and figure everything out. Uh, we'll obviously be keeping everybody up to date with any any changes, uh, any big changes, and we're going to continue putting out uh, great content for you. So, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for if you're a longtime listener. Thank you for sticking with us for this entire time. Uh, for our new listeners, hello and welcome. Josh keeps on trying to get boys from across the pond to. Uh, to <laughs> I've been succeeding. <laughs> Are we catfishing guys and they're listening to? Us? I want no. pictures where it says that they've subscribed. I want to see. I that. I will get them. Okay, cool. Because any boy can tell you. Oh yeah, I subscribed. Do, do we need a flame I'm on your... only only fans? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's all you thirst trappers. It, it's it's my Instagram. It's, it's, my it's Instagram. exactly. It's, yeah. it's at barely Josh. Uh, barely <laughs> underscore Josh. Right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but for those joining us on this new ride in this new decade, welcome aboard, and uh, let's continue to have a great year. So, if I may, real quick, oh, too, yes. I I don't know how much I'll be able to be involved going forward. I'm going to try to call in dial in skype in as much as i can but uh as i have some of my original cohorts here from way back in 2011 which is when we started this whole crazy mess that is flame on uh and as i have pat who has absolutely and 100 percent carried the torch from what i started into the machine that is today and kept this show running like a a fine well-tuned italian dictatorship no I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, run on time. every time i think of that i just have to like no seriously i, I do want you to know like he took what i started and evolved it made it better fixed things that i didn't know were broken you know changed it up brought in new people all of this and uh, obviously without oral and jared to help me there 
and Eric and Josh the first. Sorry, not yeah, yeah, the, I know. I, rec- I recently learned there was another one. So, oh, oh sorry. Uh, you obviously <laughs> haven't listened to all our episodes. Well, he was the question for That's just true. about uh, every yeah. single episode. Yeah, he was. it really was. But uh, I mean, no, it, it was a dream of mine to have a podcast that was both queer and geeky, and uh, let me talk to my friends about fun stuff for. A couple hours every other week, or however often, every month when we started. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, because uh, there was only like six episodes when I when I joined in the middle of twenty twelve. It, uh, <laughs> it, okay, it, maybe like twelve. It definitely uh, stepped up, uh, stepped our pussy up a lot to to have Pat take uh, take on all of the show running responsibilities. And you know, again, I appreciate all the hard work that all of our cast members have put in over the got almost is it almost a decade? It will be a decade next year. Yeah. Yep. Like that's crazy in the podcasting world. Wow. That's rarefied space. Jeez. Like there are shows older. There are a lot of shows that are you know still going that are older, but we're not uh, we're not too far away from that. So uh, good job everyone for keeping this train going. Choo choo, whoop whoop, baby, ride it. And yeah, and um, at Flame On Show on Instagram is still up and running. Flame On Show for on, on all the social media. And I'm at, we got the Twitter handle changed. Oh, yeah, we did finally. Yeah. I'm at Flame On Brian with a Y. Are you on Instagram? What's yours? Uh-huh. I'm at Flame On BJ. Do you post though? Ever? You should. Wait, no. What's your What's your actual? Yeah. Because it was like BJ's Brain Stuff is like a Twitter that's, handle. Yeah, that's, yeah, BJ's Brain Stuff is uh, at BJ's Brain Stuff. One word uh, is my Twitter. Is your Twitter? Yeah. What's your What's your IG? My what? Do you have an Instagram? Oh, uh, I do, but I, I'm never on. All it. right. So Twitter is the best way to yeah chat directly with you at BJ's Brain Stuff. One word. And then at barely underscore Josh. I mentioned that already for all your thirst trap pictures. And that's <laughs> bear with an E A, not A R. Correct. Yes. And we talked about uh, Jared's Sketch Forge over Sketch there. Forge. Yeah. All one word. He's gonna send us a little some doodles, and uh, we'll make sure that we tag him. Oral wears yours these days. Oh, I don't do that. That's <laughs> how you get in trouble. <laughs> well, that's true now. Oh. Well, since they stopped using porn on Tumblr, they just migrated everything to Instagram. No, Twitter. That's actually Twitter is the, it, that too. Instagram. Too. Twitter is filled. Like, but Twitter well, is. But the thing is, Twitter filled. is monitored by Facebook, so people try to put it up there and then get pissed off when it gets taken down. Yeah. And then it's up on Twitter, yeah. but Twitter is apparently about to yeah. pull that same block. Be another... only, only if you don't label your um, your account uh, as having adult content. You have to label your we'll account. See how, we'll see how long it takes before. True. Because wow. Tumblr had the same thing. And meanwhile, my Instagram feed is just filled with my nice butts. Nice. And you haven't been blocked or banned or nothing? Not his butt. Not mine. Well, no, no, but even your drawing butts, they don't... They no, don't. I don't draw butts. I just... I, I follow guys that... Oh, you just follow the butts. <laughs> I, I like, I like that when you just keep saying the word butts. Oh, butts. butts. And then, Pat, you've got... Uh, uh, oh. So, business-wise, uh, I'll be handling a little bit less uh, with the move to Chicago. Uh, that's uh, at bears underscore in the city. My personal one is at pat underscore the bear. That is my... Uh, that'll probably be the one that I primarily... I mean, I primarily post to that one right now but um duh as in da duh pat da pat underscore d-a-b-e-a-r i had to evolve from a cub i got too fat to be <laughs> too fat and too old to be a cub in most people's eyes womp womp zaddy that's a whole other conversation <laughs> so he, he hates then, the word so anytime i get a chance to bring it up i will i appreciate I that. that's what i appreciate <laughs> about you <laughs> so yeah follow us on uh, on the socials follow flame on and uh have a great decade, everyone. Bye, bitch. Bye. Daddy. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.